Hey there, and welcome to the Live Free with 2 podcast, brought to you by the Diabetes Psychologist. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman. It is 2024, and I want to take this opportunity to look ahead to the rest of the year and set some intentions around how I'm going to manage my own diabetes and my mental health. I recognize that without intention, life with type 1 diabetes and making a plan and following through with it can be challenging. And that's exactly why I want to share these intentions with you so that you can hear them and use them for yourself and get ideas about how you can set intentions for your diabetes and mental health this year, but also to hold me accountable to making sure that I follow through with these things. So I want to encourage you to think about what are the intentions you want to set for yourself? And then also ask me, Dr. Mark, are you actually following through with your intentions? Together, we will hold ourselves accountable. Here's the episode where I talk about what my intentions are for 2024 with my diabetes and mental health. Enjoy. Hey there, welcome to the Live Free with 2 and D podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman. And also, welcome to 2024. As I begin 2024, I want to set my intentions around my life with type 1 diabetes. And I want to set my intentions around my mental health with type 1 diabetes. And so on this episode of the podcast, I'm going to talk about five things that I'm going to do intentionally this year to make sure that my mental health in my life with type 1 diabetes is in tip-top shape. And I want to encourage you to do the same. I'm sharing this because, one, I want to hold myself accountable. But two, I want to give you an example about how you can think about your year and how you can set an intention for yourself around your mental health to make it the best year possible, to make sure that you are living the best and most free and flexible life that you can. Because after all, let's think back and think about why is it that we care so much about our mental health with type 1 diabetes. And when it comes back to it, I really believe that we care because we don't want diabetes to get in our way. And oftentimes it's the emotional challenges that get in our way. And so focusing on your mental health is actually a means to an end. It's not an end in and of itself. Your goal and my goal is to live my life and your life in the best way possible, in the way that you want to live your life. And by focusing on your mental health and really making sure that your relationship with diabetes, how you manage your blood sugars, how you think about diabetes is in a place where you're going to allow yourself to find that freedom and flexibility. So what are the intentions I'm going to set for this year? I have five of them. And I'll start off by listing them, and then I'll deep dive into each one of them. And then we'll come back at the end and do a recap. So number one, I'm going to focus on the big picture. And number two, I'm going to work hard not to get caught up in the negative story about diabetes. Number three, I'm not going to be afraid to ask for help. Number four, I'm going to make sure that I do things that are hard. And number five, I'm going to practice self-compassion. Let's start with the first one. Focus on the big picture. We've all had those days where diabetes just knocks us to the ground. Maybe you have an unexpected low that makes you feel like you get hit by a bus, or maybe a high blood sugar that just knocks you down, or maybe someone makes a comment to you, or something else happens when you have diabetes that really gets you down. Those days are challenging, and I don't want to dismiss or invalidate those challenges. 
there are parts of life with type 2 diabetes which are challenging and you know really sometimes unavoidable. And those suck. Let's be honest about that. But what happens when we don't focus on the fact that those are isolated incidents? And we talk about diabetes as you know being always hard. That is not focusing on the big picture. That is taking one incident or a couple of incidents or things that happen on a you know semi-regular basis and making them all about diabetes and making your life all about diabetes. But the reality is, is that for many of us and how most of us, life is pretty good. Of course, diabetes is challenging, but we also have other challenges, our friends, our family, our work, maybe finances. Those are all challenging things. But when we focus on the big picture of our life and are able to see the blessings that we have and the abundance that we have in our life, whether that's physical abundance or emotional abundance or you know just lots of love, we're able to take the challenges that we experience with diabetes in more stride. It's just easier to deal with. But when you focus on the micro challenges or even the bigger challenges that happen that are isolated in our life with diabetes, it makes it a whole lot easier to be mad at diabetes and to feel dragged down by it. But when you're able to focus on the big picture and see that overall life is good, yes, there are challenges, yes, there are bad days, but life is good, it makes the challenge of diabetes easier to handle because you can see them in the context of your life. And you also know that they're almost always time limited. You know, those lows you're trying to recover from, you do recover. It may take longer than you want to, but you do. And so focusing on the big picture can help you see that. Number two, I don't want to get caught up in the negative story of diabetes. And I'm going to give you an example. And I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. I've said this many times before, and I'm sure that other people have as well, but diabetes is a 24-7, 365-day-a-year disease that you have no breaks from and no vacations from, and you're always on. And I get why people say that. I really do, because you know you don't get days off. You don't get time off. But let me ask you this. Are you really thinking about diabetes every second of every day? I think the answer for almost all of us is no. There are times in your life, even hours in your life, when you're not thinking about diabetes or talking about it. I was actually talking to someone recently, and they were telling me that they are always focused on their blood sugars. Always, always, always. And after about 40 minutes of this conversation, I said to this person, you know, we've been talking for 40 minutes, and I haven't seen you look at your CGM or do a finger stick or look at your watch one time. So are you really focusing on diabetes all the time? And for her, that was a light bulb moment. She was able to see, wow, I don't think I am. I guess there, there are some times when I'm able to focus on the things that I want to, like our conversation or my kids or whatever those things are. But when we get caught up in that negative story around diabetes, how it is this thing that's going to drag us down, where we always have to be on guard, that shades the way we think about it and the way we interact with it. And I get caught up in that same thing as well. I get caught up in those stories. My goal for 2024 and my goal for you in 2024 is to make sure that the stories that really drive my behavior and also impact my emotions are based in fact and are realistic as opposed to stories that we hear on the internet or when people are complaining. When people are complaining, it really seeps into us and it shades our view of the reality of the world. Now, of course, the reality of the world is not all sun and roses all the time. 
And the reality of life with type 1 diabetes isn't that either. But I want to just challenge you to think about, do I need to get caught up in the story? Is telling myself the story that diabetes is always challenging? That diabetes is a 24-7, 365-day-a-year condition with no days off and no vacation. Is that a helpful story to tell yourself? Is that a helpful way to describe what your life with type 1 diabetes is like? Or maybe put a different way, is that what you want your life with diabetes to be like? Because if you tell yourself that story, all of a sudden, that's how life becomes. But what would happen if you were to change that story? Or at the very least, not get caught up in the negative story? And so my commitment for 2024 is in my own mind, not get caught up in that story, but also to make sure that I'm not describing diabetes to you or anybody else I talk to in a way that could actually perpetuate that story to make people feel bad about themselves and make them feel trapped in their lives with type 1 diabetes when all you want is freedom and flexibility. Number three is a big one for me, and I'm sure it is for you as well. Don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, I think about all of the ways that I've asked for help outside of my life with type 1 diabetes over the past year, whether it's been from my accountant or from my wife or from my dentist, or other people I've asked for help from. For some reason though, for me as a diabetes professional, but also probably for you as a person with diabetes, I have a really hard time asking for help around my diabetes management. And I wanna give you an example. So a couple months ago, I started taking Monjaro, which is a GLP-1 receptor agonist. And, And one of the things that Monjaro does is it increases insulin sensitivity which means that I need to take less insulin for the food that I eat, and also my basal rates have gone down. Now, I have had a lot of trouble calling my doctor or talking to a diabetes educator to get help with adjusting my basal rates. And so I've actually been going low a lot more over the past couple of months than I have in a long time. And to be quite honest with you, those lows are annoying. But I realized recently that I need to be willing to ask for help because While I could probably figure it out by myself eventually, asking for help is going to get me to the place that I want to be a whole lot faster and a whole lot easier. I can lean into the experiences of people who are much smarter than me in this area and who do this all the time and get the result that I want quickly as opposed to fumbling around with it. And this is an experience that I hear a lot of people talk about, especially with their mental health. They say, I don't want to ask for help. I don't need help. I can figure this out on my own. And I have no doubt that you probably can eventually. But what would happen if you were able to fast track that success and that progress and get you to the point that you want to be, whether it's around your diabetes burnout, whether it's about around your fear of lows or other challenges you're having with diabetes a whole lot faster? So I want to encourage you and I'm going to encourage myself to not be afraid to ask for help in your life with type 1 diabetes. Whether that's help from a friend or family to support you, whether that's help from your endocrinologist or diabetes educator around your basal rates or around your diabetes management, or whether that's help from a mental health professional around your psychosocial well-being. I want to encourage you, and I'm going to encourage myself again, once again, to make sure I ask for help and not be afraid to know that asking for help is really the only way that I'm going to be successful in my life with type 1 diabetes. Commitment number four, I want to do things that are hard. Now, 
I know this sounds counterintuitive, but doing things that are hard and showing yourself and showing myself what is possible in your life with type 1 diabetes is such a powerful thing to be able to do. We want to push ourselves, not in a way that's dangerous, not in a way that's going to put our blood sugars in a bad place or put ourselves in any kind of danger, but we want to be able to push ourselves in our lives to show ourselves what's possible and to break down the barriers that we have in our minds about what's possible in life and what's possible in our lives with diabetes. I mentioned this before, but I want to say it again. The mission of my work and the reason that I do the work that I do is because I want to help people with type 1 diabetes live their best life, live the life that they want to live. And the only way to do that is to make sure that mental health issues are addressed. Again, it's a means to an end. And so let's focus on how do we push ourselves to do things that are scary, do things that are hard, do things that in our minds think are not possible to do. But when we do that, we push ourselves and we see what's possible. And almost always what's possible is more than we think is actually possible. We have so much ability and power in our own selves to do things, but it's our mindset and our fear and anxiety that holds us back. And this is so true for us as people with type 1 diabetes. We say, ah, I can't exercise because what if I go low? You say, I can't go on that trip because what if I forget something? By pushing yourself to actually take action and do those things, you have done something that's hard and you have gotten more evidence around what is possible and also possibly what's not possible. I don't want to say that you can do everything, but you will never know until you try. Again, I don't want you putting yourself in any kind of danger. I don't want you pushing yourself to dangerous limits or making yourself unsafe, not at all. But I want you to challenge your mindset with your behavior to see what's possible and to be willing to do hard things. Think about going to the gym or working out or lifting weights. Those things are hard. But how do you feel once you're done? You feel really good. You feel accomplished. But how do you feel before you started? Dread, fear, defeat, even before you start. But once you do it and you see, wow, I'm stronger than I thought I was, then all of a sudden the world opens up to you. Those things still aren't easy, but you can see that you can do them. And that's what freedom and flexibility looks like. That's what living life that you want looks like. It may not always be easy, but to know that you have the ability to do it is powerful. And finally, number five, this year, I want to work on practicing self-compassion. I have a hard time with this, and I'm sure that you may as well, especially when I know that sometimes I make mistakes in my diabetes management. I give myself too much insulin or too little insulin, or maybe I hold myself back from doing something that I want to do because I'm worried about my blood sugar, or I don't know what's going to happen with my blood sugar, and so I get anxious. Those are the times when we really need to be able to practice self-compassion. Because let's be honest, diabetes is not always going to go the way we want it to go. And we're not always going to behave in the way that's best for us. We're human and we have diabetes. And that combination can be challenging. But with self-compassion, which means treating yourself with the same compassion and the same amount of empathy that you would treat somebody else in the same situation can be powerful. 
you know, life with diabetes is going to be challenging. And so we need self-compassion. We need to be able to let ourselves know that we're doing the best that we can, that things can get better, and that we have our own back. And that self-compassion is a powerful tool that you can use to show yourself that. We need to be kind to ourselves because we're going to make mistakes. But the mistakes will be a whole lot easier to make and we'll be a whole lot more willing to make the mistakes if we know that we have the ability to be kind to ourselves. You know, as I read this list, I realize that, you know, I hope that I'm able to implement these things. And I'm going to make the commitment to you today to implement all five of these things in my life with type 1 diabetes. And I want to challenge you to do the same. Maybe there's one or two things that I talked about that you want to implement. Maybe there are things that you have in your mind that I didn't talk about today that you want to implement in order to improve and empower your mental health in your life with type 1 diabetes so that you can live the life that you want. But I also look at this and I wonder, you know, this is going to be challenging. I'm going to have to be intentional about this. I'm going to have to remind myself of this list on a daily basis and make sure that I am practicing the five things I am committing to do in 2024 today and make sure I practice them all year long. So a quick recap of the five things I'm committing to do in 2024 to focus on my mental health in my life with type 1 diabetes. Number one, focus on the big picture. Don't let the little things get in the way. Number two, don't get caught up in the negative stories. Those stories drag us down and they really impact how we see our lives with diabetes. By being more realistic and not getting caught up in it, we empower ourselves to be more free and flexible. Number three, don't be afraid to ask for help. We ask for help in so many areas of our lives, but for some reason, diabetes feels different. And we have to push that thought away and recognize that we need help in our lives with diabetes. Number four, do things that are hard. That's the only way you're going to grow. And that's the only way you're going to find out what's possible. And finally, number five, I want to practice self-compassion. Self-compassion is so important. And life with diabetes is challenging. And so that combination of being compassionate with ourselves when things get challenging will be a powerful tool that I hope we can all use. At the end of every episode, I give you a plan of action that you can use starting today in your life with type 1 diabetes to reduce the emotional burden and to improve your mental health. And today your plan of action is set your diabetes and mental health intention for 2024. Write it down, share it with friends and family, and have them hold you accountable to making sure 2024 is the best year, the healthiest year, both physically and mentally, in your life with type 1 diabetes. Thanks so much for joining me on the Live Free with T1D podcast, where I teach you how to build your diabetes management plan like a sailboat, so you can have smooth sailing in your life with type 1 diabetes. And I'll see you back here next week, same time, same place. Bye for now.